Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another segment of the Falzone Cisco Hour broadcasting politics. And we got to thank again Doreen, Students for a Better Future. Go ahead, Mark. Give your. Yes, hi. Uh, you know, I'm not going to belabor the Afghanistan point uh, because it's just. You're smothered with it, and rightfully so. You know, it just goes to show what we've been saying and what I've been saying for decades, that the Marxist and leftist, all they could do is game the system and launder taxpayer money and cheat. Other than that, they're grossly incompetent. I mean... Anytime leftists are in charge of anything, it goes to crap. Look, uh, how many people have given up major league sports? I know I have. I don't. I will never watch a baseball or a football game. You could kiss my mm-hmm. rear end. You know, uh, I'm sorry. I don't go for, uh, you know, uh, Marxist, anti-American, racist, violent organizations. I'm sorry. I, I can't support that. Uh, so... I'm not going to belabor that point, but I heard something today from Bongino about how mm-hmm. the FBI, I mean, overtly conspired to illegally trap General Michael Flynn. Now, this is on top of the Michigan kidnapping, FBI-inspired BS. God knows what else that's gone on that's been inspired by these bastards, but What's ticking me off is, wait a second, this is the U.S. defense agencies. You know, it's not just the FBI, it's the DOJ, which is so effing corrupt. I mean, if you're a Democrat, you could murder someone on TV uh, in the middle of the street and no charges would be pressed. Or if they did, you'd be out on bail or no bail, you know, if it was New York or one of the other uh, assholes that uh, seeming to become prevalent here in the United States. Uh, but that's all. I'm going to break off from there. We got a guest tonight, buddy? Yes, we do. Mickey Bell, an upcoming comedian, an author oh, of Reverse yeah, the Course I'll, of Depression. I'll banter with uh, As a matter of fact, he, he, he's nominated for Best Comedy Act of 2021. On August wow. 26th in in Nashville, yeah, we got we got a, a a rising star coming on the program tonight, and he will give you a step by step guide in handling emotions when it comes to the diseases that are we're facing. And he travels the world using the gift of laughter to help battle the mental illness epidemic that we're facing. So I'm, I'm dying to ask him one question. One question I'm going to ask him right off the top, Cisco. Okay. Yeah, it's um he's definitely definitely someone that really uh exciting and uh I've been doing some research on him and um yeah, he's been nominated for best comedy act of 2021 and it's going to be August 26th in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh Mickey Bell. And he was just a NASCAR. NASCAR. So but anyway, uh, I know I have two minutes before I, I, I give him a call. I, um, he communicated that he, he couldn't wait to come on the program and everything. As a matter of fact, he, he just sent me a text. So let's bring him, let's give him a call. Um, it's uh, Mickey Bell. And let's... Wait, is it Nikki or Mickey? N or M? Hello, hello. Yes, you are on the air. Ah, wonderful. <laughs> How you guys doing? We're doing well, but we're more excited. Hang it in there, brother. On, I have to tell you, congratulations on being nominated for Best Comedy Act coming up on, the, on August 26th. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm blown away by it. It's going to be in, in, in Nashville, right? It is, and it's the IMCA Awards, and they're recognizing comics. And evidently, 
Evidently, everybody else in the category sucks because they nominated me too. So no, yeah, you know, I evidently they and, slipped up, huh? <laughs> yeah, evidently, evidently. Somebody, well, I, either that or I know dirt on somebody that I don't know. I'm gonna find out. Well, I'll tell you something. I've been researching you, and and uh, you definitely are a, a funny man, especially NASCAR. NASCAR loves you. Well, thank you so much. We love it. And uh, the people are just so sweet, and we're still kind of fairly new, but we're getting out there. I just, I'm in Gastonia, North Carolina tonight, just got off stage oh. and ran back to the green room just so I could talk to you guys. So I don't do uh, that for many people. Hey, you know, we're, we're honored, and um, we have some callers on the line just waiting. But before we go on to the callers, one of the things that caught my attention is, during this current crisis, not just in the United States, but a global crisis, mm-hmm. uh, you, the books that you have authored, Reverse the Course of Depression, The Self-Help Guide to Uncovering the Real Causes of Depression and Living Daily with a Sound Mind. I have never heard of a, of a comedian writing books as intense, as deep as these. Pretty cool, huh? No, I yeah. knew whenever I did research on other comics, especially those that were successful, and I found out that to be a successful comedian, you've got to be screwed up in the head. I knew <laughs> that I qualified. It's just that I just kind of put pen to paper. And let me just tell you, when this book came out, it shocked my fifth-grade teacher. She still cannot believe that I wrote a book. But you know what? I just wrote down the journey that I took. And yeah. it may not work for everybody, but so far everyone that's reading it uh, is talking about how it's saving their lives, talking about how it's giving them their life back, and uh, that's just precious to hear every week. What's the title? Give so, us the details. Reverse the course of depression, pretty much what I did, uh, I went through depression to the point that I did not want to live about four years ago. Um, I was burying my head in my pillow every night. And I was begging God to take my life. I would wake up every morning and get so mad at him because he did not answer my prayer. I built up an anxiety to the point that I could not get out of the house. Uh, It was a very miserable life. My wife and daughter finally sat me down and said, you're going to have to do something or we're going to have to do something because we can't continue to live like this. Mm. So I ended up visiting a psychologist and a physician I met with them every week for an entire year, and that's just so I could get out of the bed. So after I came on the other side of that, I I simply listed down all the emotions that I felt going through my toughest moments of depression, and then I just wrote uh, a response to that. So think of it as me taking you by the hand and me helping you through each emotion that comes over you when you're dealing with depression. That's what each chapter does. Wow. And, and, and the, the self-help guide to uncovering the real cause of depression, yes. how, did you, how, how did you form that type of guide? Because, you know, when you're going through depression or you're going through any emotional issues, it's hard to really put your, your, your notes together and, and, and format it in a way that's going to be coherent. Absolutely. Absolutely, and that's why I feel like this resource is such a great help. Here's what we've got to realize. First of all, we can't overthink it. Let's imagine what goes on in the minds of a person that is dealing with any type of depression or any type of anxiety. Your mind is simply trying to respond to a tragic moment that has happened in your life. And so whenever your mind starts trying to respond to that tragic moment, it starts sending you different type of emotions. Well, for most people with depression, it's sending you negative emotions. It's sending you lies. In other words, things like you need to bring harm to yourself. You need to cut yourself. You need to take your life, or you're not good enough, or you don't measure up, or everybody hates you, or you're alone. Those are nothing but simple thoughts. They are thoughts that your mind sends to you. So what we have to do is we have to decide, are we going to believe those thoughts or are we going to take those thoughts captive and search for the truth? When I start searching for the truth, 
I find out that my, my my own mind was playing tricks on me, and I had to figure out when it was telling me the truth and when it wasn't. Okay, that's that's yeah. You, you know, I I I can understand. I've had some real rough in my sixty-seven years, and uh, as as I got older, I realized, wait a second, you can uh, take my job, you can take my money, and I'm but I'm sure as hell not going to give you me. You know, I'm going to be happy, live my life. I've got my health. I've got a big, wonderful family. And uh, I, that's what turned the corner for me. I was like, hold on. You know, you could take those things, but this thing I ain't giving you, you know, because you can't take this. I have to give it to you. And, and I'm see, what not you doing did, though, was, what you did was you put all of your, let's just say you put all of your assets into yourself. And most people that are dealing with depression, they are putting their assets into other things. Like, for instance, putting it into what other people think, putting it into their job, putting it into their career, putting it into their relationships. So when they put all of their eggs into that one basket, what happens when the job goes sour? What happens when the relationship ends up in divorce? What happens when, when you put all of your assets into what other people think and then they start giving you wrong information? You did the correct thing, which is what I did as well. I started putting it in me. I started investing in me, and the moment I started doing that, that's when I saw my life turning around. Wow. Nice. Uh, 254654, do you have a question from, or a comment from Mickey Bell? Mine is time. Okay. 718351, do you have a question for Mickey Bell? All right. They, they're, we they're have enjoy- just stunned them silent. <laughs> they are stunned silent. <laughs> Mickey, I, I have to ask you, this, this is one of my questions that I've, I have a topic for discussions, but this is something of personal. You know, doing, doing, and, 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 and I don't want to get political uh, because this is uh, one of the reasons that I enjoy um, bringing you on the program is because I, I, we've never had a comedian, a real comedian. And, and, and if I did have it, it was a long time ago. But, you know, during the Donald Trump era, we had a lot of comedians making a lot of jokes. Mm-hmm. During this time, we have a, a different administration. Is it allowed to make fun of the current administration? Because in some some comedy venues, from what I've been told, it's not. Well, it's not just in the administration. Right now, it's a big struggle, and comedians are having a very difficult time in finding that line when it comes to talking about covid when it comes to talking about Mm -hmm. vaccinations, when it comes to talking about political matters such as the election, who's in office, who's not in office. So there is a very difficult line to figure out. And pretty much, I'll just tell you from my experience, it changes with each crowd. You could get one crowd that they laugh at some of the things that you talk about when you talk about COVID. I don't make fun of COVID, the disease, no. Like I, my, I'm poking fun at some of the crazy things that have been said about it. There's a difference. And so we talk a little bit about that, but you've just got to know where that line is. And let me tell you, it's getting even more difficult uh, to talk about those things. I remember growing up, and I remember watching the late-night talk shows. Mm-hmm. And let me just say, for every, for every late-night talk show, the monologue always included jabs at the president. It didn't matter. Who was in office, it didn't matter what political agendas were going on, you could rest assured that there was going to – but now it seems like everyone is taking it so serious that you can't even laugh at some of the craziness that's taking place because it's not allowed. Right, right. Well, some of them did go after Cuomo after the fact. Uh, You know, I saw a segment of late-night talk show hosts first, uh, you know, praising and kissing Cuomo's rear end, and then a few weeks later, you know, throwing him under the bus. So I, I guess well, okay, they you bring were told up a great point. Open season on Mario. Well, you you bring up a great point, 
and that's the reason a lot of people are afraid to to jump on anybody's bandwagon because at a moment's notice they could be out and information <laughs> could come out on them and then what you've said is going to be held against you in a court of law until the day you die so and then some of them are afraid that you know this may hurt them in their career um because of the fact that they're going to be held accountable and somebody could just take it the wrong way and if so they can make an issue about it and i'm just to the point to where i'm just going to say look you don't have to be vulgar. You don't even have to cuss to have good, clean fun and have good, clean comedy. But you are going – the trick about comedy is you got to talk about stuff that's relevant to everybody. And right now, COVID, the vaccine, the political agendas, both sides, I mean, there's enough material there that I don't have to write anything for the rest of my life. <laughs> But I, I, I got now that you brought up an interesting point. Now we, we have seen artists like Eric Clapton that says, "Uh-uh, I'm not going to have a concert and require and demand papers," you know. Mm-hmm. And then you have other groups, other artists that are saying, and comedians that, "No, unless everyone is vaccinated, I'm not performing." Where do you stand? I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing, and here's the one thing we've got to understand. Yeah. The reason, and, and I never want to get political because I love people on both sides of the aisle, and I <laughs> even love people that can't even find the aisle if they tried. <laughs> but, there, but the thing that I think we've got to understand, the reason that everyone is trying to cross that border and come to America is because all of my 48 years of living in this country, we always had one thing available to us. Everyone may not be rich. Everyone may not have the biggest house and the finest cars, but here's what we had. We had the liberty to make a choice, and we could make that choice without having people ridicule us. But today, that has become very difficult because it's almost like you have to choose sides. And if you are not on one particular side, then you're going to get ridiculed from it. And it's happening on both sides. We've got some major bullying that is taking place on both sides of the issue. And we have to keep in mind, listen, we may not always agree on everything. That's okay. That's that's what America is about. That's our freedom of speech. That is our freedom to choose. That is our freedom to live. And it's okay. If one artist wants to require vaccination, then great. If one does not, great. Who cares? It's their choice. You're yeah, preaching to the choir, I, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the reason I'm bringing it up is because, you know, you're, you know if you're an artist, you're in a tough situation. You know, you got to basically walk a thin line because at any given moment, you say something that really is not appealing to one side of the fence, you know, it, you're gone. Okay, let's, but let's be honest here. Let's be honest. These artists did not get rich by just making spur-of-the-moment decisions. I guarantee you every artist that has come out and made a statement about whether or not they're going to require vaccinations or not, I guarantee you they already know their core base. They already know how their audience is going to respond. And so they know that they can do that in confidence because some of the people that were not going to attend that concert because of the fact that they're requiring vaccinations, let's be honest, they were not going to that concert in the first place. They were not a fan. So we've got to keep in mind, I know you're going to have a few stragglers. I'm not going to say everyone, but I guarantee you everyone that makes a decision on what they're going to allow and not going to allow, they've done that carefully after yeah. understanding the type of audience they have. You know, yeah, I, I wanted to add to that. I, I wanted to say something that the, the damn media and press is purposely omitting, and it's in New York and now these other municipalities are doing it. It's not just you need proof of vaccination. You also need proof of ID. So yeah. basically you need proof of ID to buy a quart of milk but not to vote. Uh, that's racist. Mm-hmm. And then also mm-hmm. on the, uh, 
using that 20th century term racism, uh, like almost three quarters of the black folks in New York City haven't been vaccinated. So now, technically, they they can't go into any stores. It's ridiculous what's going on with COVID. It just is insane. And in the meantime, the board is open and COVID is just sweeping across the board. (laughs) And being and here's run the around the country that. like that. Here's the problem. The, the one thing that cannot happen for the current movement to accomplish what they are going to accomplish, they cannot have this nation coming together and uniting as one. The moment this nation comes together, all of their agendas are thrown out the window. And so what they have to do is they have to keep stoking the fire to cause division. Why is it? First, it was you're wearing a mask, you're not wearing a mask. Now it's so much not a mask, it's vaccination. <laughs> you're going to get vaccinated. You're gonna, and then it started out, you're voting for Biden, you're voting for Trump. And it was just like, so they keep stoking the division because they cannot have this nation coming together. And what's happening is now they're having to bully the one group of people that they thought they had on their side. They're coming to the realization that they are not getting the support in the areas and with the particular groups of people that they've been able to count on their support. So now they're having to make their lives miserable to try to make them accomplish what they want to accomplish. That's true. Uh, one, one, one of the things I wanted to cover with you is the, the youth mental health it's during this whole period of COVID has worsened it. Absolutely. How how are you seeing that out there when families and people talk to you and they know about the reverse course of depression that you, you've gone through? What are they telling you? Well, one of the things we realized right after the shutdowns of 2020, one of the major stats that came out that told us was that there was a major increase in attempted suicide in the high school age group of our society. And so what we have to understand is you, that generation, they've never been through the Great Depression. They did not go through 9-11. They don't know what it's like to be locked down. They don't know, let's just be honest, they don't know what it's like to be told what to do because they have the freedom to go and come as they choose. And when you start putting restrictions on them, they don't know how to respond to that. But mm-hmm. on the mental illness side, here's what we have to understand. When you go to a psychologist for help, the very first thing they're going to do is they're going to give you structure. You've got to have structure in your life because the one thing we cannot handle are surprises. When we're dealing with anxieties, we can't handle being taken off guard or anything out of the ordinary of our regular lives until we get a hold of our own emotions. So you've got these individuals, not just the teenagers, but all people that deal with mental illness. When we did a major shutdown, they couldn't go get the help that they normally would get. It threw them for a loop because now they were already scared about what's going to happen with their job. Now they can't report to their job. Now they're thinking about, I'm going to lose my house. Now I'm thinking about how am I going to feed my kids. Now I've got to worry about, am I going to catch COVID or not? And now I've got to worry about family members that are getting it. And now I've got to worry about that I can't even go to a funeral if one of my family members dies. You are simply just adding to the anxiety that we already have, and that's why you're seeing the increase that you talked about. Well, do you think that's yeah. intentional, sir? Do you think I don't know for sure if it's intentional. I don't know if it's particularly intentional, but I think it's very sad when people don't address it. So when you have them making the decisions after knowing that these things are happening, but yet you come back around and you start threatening it again, and people keep saying, well, you ought to wear a mask or you ought to get vaccinated and quit thinking about yourself and think about others. Well, you know what? Those who deal with mental illness, that's exactly what we're thinking. We're thinking you ought to quit thinking about yourself and start thinking about us. Right. right. That's it. Now, in in the crowds, in the, in the venues that you've been uh, participating within the last year and a half, ha- have you seen a change in in the way people are conducting themselves? Absolutely. Right. People are tired. People are saying, you know what, forget this. 
We went through the shutdown before. We did exactly what you told us to do. What you told us was going to be 15 days to turn the curve has turned into a year and a half, almost two years now. So people are fed up. They're saying, forget this. I'm just going to take my chance. I do have some people that choose to wear a mask. And you know what? Feel free. I'm not going to make fun of you for wearing a mask. People come in and they said, you know, are are you going to require a mask? No, because, you know, I'm not going to put that right on someone else of my opinion. So we're seeing things starting to open up a little bit. We're seeing, well, we're seeing people starting to get scared again of the unknown, but it's not stopping them from coming out. I just came off stage where I have a packed out house. They're waiting for my second show. So they, you know, they're packed out in there. They're sitting shoulder to shoulder. There's no six foot distance. Um, there's some people wearing masks, but they're on the front row. I think it's because they're afraid I'm going to spit on them because I'm a spitter. But other than that, I mean, it's just, you know, they're coming out, they're laughing, they're having a good time, and we're helping people understand, hey, it's life. We've gone through worse. Take a deep breath. Everything's going to be okay. Definitely, definitely. Just let me know when you have to have to leave, Mickey, okay? Absolutely. I want to – I want to – I want to – See if you can share some of your funny stories from your uh, venues that you've been to. Which one has been the most entertaining, more exciting uh, throughout the country? Because I know you travel the country and the world. Well, we actually started traveling through during the times of COVID, and we really focused on the areas where they did not have very strict regulations when it came to COVID. Uh, We did have very small crowds at that time, but guess what? We were working. We didn't care. So we just had that mindset, if we're in front of 50 people, if we're in front of 500 people, they're still going to get our best because we're working while other people are sitting at home. Um, we've we've had a bunch of crazy stuff. I mean, you know, like people would say, it's man, you know, <laughs> I went into this one thing and there was a sign on the door that says, do not shake hands with one another. <laughs> I'm like... Okay, did we have a problem with people shaking hands? Is that something we need to be worried about, you know? And then I get really tickled at the fact of the restaurants that says, we have sanitized our place for you. Be confident. Be assured. I'm like, did you not do that before? Should we be concerned that before COVID that your employees were not washing their hands? Is this something that we need to be concerned about, you know? And it was all in an effort. To, and then here was my favorite. You have to put a mask on to come in the door, but once you sit down, you can take that mask off. Oh, great. Okay, so I can only catch COVID when I'm standing up. Good to know. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just it's the crazy stuff. It's just the crazy stuff like that. My wife and I, we went to Disney right in the middle of COVID, which, by the way, perfect time to go because there are no lines. Of course, there's nothing working, but there's no lines. You walk into, we walked into our little gift shop, and I started to walk back out the door. And I said, uh, this guy who was wearing three masks said, you know, you can't go out the door. And I said, why? He said, you came in that door. I said, yeah. He said, you'll catch COVID. I'm like, okay, well, if I walk out backwards, does that mean it's going to miss me? I mean, why? what do you mean? So it's just some crazy stuff that's been said that people are not even thinking through. Right, and I think a lot has a lot of it has to do with the mental stage that we've been put through with the media, as uh, you know, people have indicated, basically pushing and what you said about dividing and creating yeah. that anxiety. Uh, who has? I think, side, I think another point to that is this: the reason we're getting so many of those rules and regulations that don't make sense is just further proof. No one really knows, even the experts. No one really knows what we're supposed to do, so we're just going to just start trying to do everything. And that's just the first sign that they really don't know. Right. But, again, like I mentioned, and I've mentioned in this program before, if this was just a United States issue, I can see, you know, the division. But this is not – this is happening – I mean, we have – we have a case in New Zealand. They haven't been, you know, they've had only one case, and the whole country locks down. We have basically Australia. They have freaking drones in the military running around the city. And what does the prime minister of Australia, Scotty Morrison, tell their people? You can't even talk to your friends or families. 
because I mean, they are following they are following the line that has been drawn by the United States. Every other country will yeah. always follow suit. When the United States starts something, you can rest assured all the other countries are going to attempt to follow suit because they want our production. They want our profits. They want our majority. So they're going to do whatever we do. So now they're taking it to extremes because they see our government taking things to extremes. Right. And then we have another one thing. Then we have the president of the Philippines saying, hey, if you don't get vaccinated, well, I'm going to put you in prison. And then since that didn't didn't work, he said, if you don't get vaccinated, I don't care if you die. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have these, these extreme views from all these so-called leaders, global leaders, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is beyond a freaking virus. Yeah. This is yeah. more, this, this is, this is, this has surpassed, I don't, I mean, all my life. It's I, all about I, I, exactly. All it's my all life. I, I've never seen anything. Growing up, I, I got, I, I got, I got the jab, you know, here and there, but mm-hmm. I've never experienced not just in one country, in all these countries, <laughs> happening Absolutely. like that. So that's 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 one of the. Uh, please give out your website because I know that you're becoming very very popular out there. Uh, fan clubs. Uh, yes, I have three fan club members. I'm very excited. I'm sure they're going to be listening. Uh, if you go <laughs> any of my socials, the Mickey Bell. That's where you go. My website is themickeybell.com. You can get the book by going to Amazon. You can get the by going to my website, whichever is easiest for you. You can get it on the Kindle version, the printed okay. version, whatever. It's not available in Braille, but it is available in all print. So you can get that by going to Amazon or the Mickey Bell, and I think they're about to call me back on stage. All right, Mickey. Thanks. Thank you again. Um, Guys, let's do this again. I absolutely love this. Definitely, definitely. We'll, we'll, be, uh, we'll be in touch, Mickey. Sounds good. God bless you. All right. Thanks again, right. buddy. Definitely, definitely. That was Mickey Bell. Um, he is coming up as one of the best comedians. As a matter of fact, he's nominated for being one of the best comedians uh, on August 26th. That will be happening in Nashville, Tennessee. Anyway, getting back, uh, 254-654, do you have a, a question or a comment now? Mm, no, not right now. No. Eight five four two one one. Do you have a question or anything that we just spoke about? Nine one seven three hundred. Well, apparently, no one want, no one has a question tonight. I think I think <laughs> what what this um, guest did is he opened up on an area that we had not touched, Mark, which is the comedy that. venue. The comedy venue. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, know, for, I, I didn't the, get to ask him my question, although he partially answered it. I wanted to ask him if the skit was, uh, you know, politically correct. Right, right. That's, and and I, I did ask him that question uh, indirectly, not in that sense. It's like, do you have to measure yourself now as a comedian, as an artist? Because if you basically take a, a certain position, guess what? They're not gonna get. Uh, they're gonna get rid of you if if you don't follow the. the, uh, the oh steps. yeah, and you definitely won't make it to the big time. And you won't make it to the big time. As a matter of fact, well, I think I read today an actress, her and her husband basically said no to the jab, and they they got rid of her. Right? Huh? They didn't even think twice. Yeah, I forgot the name, uh, but she's pretty big, and she decided that she was not going to. And they just got rid of her. But anyway, uh, I, I want to touch on something that is very critical, and I think uh, people need to hear about it. In France, in France, they're denying people from going food shopping, totally food shopping. So there's a video out there, basically people being prevented from eating because they don't have the the papers. Now, people might say that's to, to the extreme. Well, basically, that's what they're trying to do there, and that's what they're trying to do in a lot of places. It's 
it's gotten to the point. It's out of control. This is totally out of control. Did you know? Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Have no, I thought they had riots all all over Europe. They had riots. It's not just France. I mean, uh, France, Germany, Italy, uh, England. Yeah. They're having stuff. It's just that the the corrupt, filthy, Marxist, leftist, scum press won't tell you about. Right, exactly. That is true. The main, the mainstream media will try and keep those things, uh, those videos, from the American people. Why? Because they don't want the, they don't want them to get any idea of doing anything that can create, uh, you know, some sort of 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 chaos. But you know, I, I have to tell you, I'm very proud of the people in different parts of, uh, of the world, they are stepping up and, as, and they're fighting. You know, they haven't given up. And I think we can, we can learn a lot from, from them. Anyone has a, a oh, comment? Oh, yeah. And, so, you know, I, and, you know, I, I got to say something about the uh, French. They, they get a bad knock because of World War II. But one <laughs> thing I wanted to point out about the French, uh, Napoleon made it to Moscow on horseback. Hitler couldn't make it with mechanized vehicles, number one. No, number two, in World War One, when the Bolsheviks, who had just taken over Russia, chillated right. to the Germans, the Germans were right. able to swing over, over a million men. They knew the U.S. was coming. They did a massive offensive. And... It was the French who bore the brunt of that and held the line and repulsed it before the Americans arrived. So don't, don't sell these French short. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And by the way, I'm not French, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so let, let, let's discuss um, what's happening in, in, in New Jersey. What, what is the current uh, situation with uh, Murphy? Uh, what has go, what, what's going on? Well, so, it, it, so, the current situation so, uh, so, is unchanged. So, I'll okay. tell you, the current situation is unchanged. There's too many dumb, ignorant, cheap bastards that outnumber the normal thinking people. That's the situation. So Murphy is going to skate. Okay. So and what are you know? He, it's, it's an election this November. I don't see him losing because. Why I said. What's the what's the current restrictions in New Jersey right now? Um, I, I go everywhere without a mask, you know, except for like uh, medical facilities uh, and medical practices or and ho- in hospital procedures and things like that. I know I, I would require a mask, but other than that, there's there's nothing at the moment, and. Our school district uh, was having a meeting about that last night. I couldn't attend it, and I was looking online for information on it. They were going to discuss, do we make the kids wear masks? Because we're a large town in New Jersey, and uh, I don't know the verdict on that. But as of yet, it's not a a Trenton-inspired and sponsored dick, you know, as of yet. Right, and so how about restaurants? If you if you go to restaurants, uh, no, uh, you don't need them. Nope, nope. You don't need them. Okay, so New Jersey, as of right now, it's 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 it doesn't have the restrictions that New York City has. No, oh no, nothing like that. And again, in New York City, what they don't mention, you also need ID. You you don't just need proof of vaccination. You got to prove who you are. So, again, to, to buy milk and bread, you have to have ID, but to vote, you don't. Wow. Okay. okay. I didn't, I, I was, they I, don't have a problem. I was, un, I was unaware of the ID aspect. It's such hypocrite. You know, they're concerned about COVID, but the border's wide open, and people with COVID are being flown all over the country. It, 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 yeah. It's like someone wants to further an epidemic, you know? It's, 
but yet they, they, they're so concerned about COVID and people have to have restrictions. Bullshit. If they say mask, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of trouble here because I'm not wearing a mask again to go in a store. And I'm going to walk right. in without it. And I've done it before during when we had to. And I would inadvertently walk into, like, the supermarket without the mask and immediately have three people jump on. You know, and it's happened several times. And each time I, I tell them, excuse me, I'm not a trained SEAL. You'll have to overlook that. You know what? I got a mask here. You know, I just <laughs> forgot it. You know? Uh, and, I, I, and, and I know how you are. I, 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 know, I, I know how you are. <laughs> that they, must, they must basically... Be be shocked at your response. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Now also, I talked to a couple of the cashiers who are very boisterous because you know guys do a lot of food shopping. Uh, cashiers are very boisterous, anti you know, uh, anti government uh, edicts. You know, both the two, and they're very loud. And then when we talk, you know, I talk loud on purpose so the people hear us around you know, around us hear that. So that they know there's people that think this way, and almost every time we do it, the people that are around us in earshot are all in the full agreement. You know, they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, even string them up. You know, <laughs> they they like go crazy. So yeah, that's the situation. You know, and I wonder uh, if Trenton uh, realizes the opposition that would come with new edicts. I wonder, because uh, I think I'm not the only one. Well, I, I think, again, from the experience of working and doing and, and being involved in Trenton when Governor Christie was there, I think that Murphy doesn't really, um, he, he doesn't care. You know, Murphy's a very elitist type of guy. He married money. He married money. He's made for life. You're right, he doesn't care. He, he doesn't care. He hasn't a, had to a, break a, a sweat in, uh, uh, I wonder if it's even in his lifetime. And you yeah, know what I mean yeah, by break not, a sweat. Yeah. You know, yeah, he, like he, he, uh, he, most he, of the population, taxpaying population of New Jersey, due to their, uh, you know, surrealistic, pseudo-ideological leftist paradise. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I wanted to touch on, on briefly on the, the whole situation in Afghanistan. I think it's horrendous that the American who was serving, the Americans who were serving in Afghanistan, have been left behind. Okay, I don't know if you saw the picture of all these like six hundred, eight hundred Afghan women and men. In in a big in, in the big carrier, in the big plane. Uh, yeah, I saw that. It was mostly men. And mostly men, and and I'm saying to myself, imagine if you are an American and working, and you expect your country to rescue you first, but they're not. That's a slap there's, in the face. There's I mean, people. It's a, it's a nightmare, Cisco. There's people scattered all over the country. Now, even in Kabul, where Americans are holed up, they aren't helping them, as opposed even the British and the French are sending out tactical groups to bring back their civilians into the airport. The Americans yes. aren't even doing that. I don't even hear no. them talking about planning to do it. And not only that, why aren't they bombing these massive quantities of war material that the Taliban is taking. Now, don't you think that all these weapons, that some of them advanced weapons, are going to go to our enemies, go to our enemies to mimic, and they're going to bring them up to our level of technology now over this? What the f? You know what? This has Obama's fingerprints on it because it helps Muslims and everything he's done over there, like the sudden withdrawal of Iraq so that Iran would fill the vacuum. You know, uh, supposedly he was doing a bombing campaign with ISIS, but it wasn't a bombing campaign. It was a PR campaign. Uh, so right. he wasn't doing anything about ISIS. So uh, 
Now, the, the, I don't call it the Iran Treaty. I call it the Iran Capitulation. Because a lot of people don't know that Iran demanded Hezbollah be taken off the terrorist list, the terrorist watch list, before they would uh, do this deal. And Obama was like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> they took Hezbollah, you know, who, who destroys school buses full of children and buildings filled with innocent people. He took them off the uh, terror list. So it, I call it the Iran capitulation. So we, we seem to have this habit of things falling in favor of whatever, wherever the Islamic winds are blowing. And now it's the Taliban. So, it, and you have to wonder, with the woke leftist a-holes in the military, if this wasn't done like this on purpose. Right. And that's how upset I am about this. And, yes, I, I, it, it's not just those that were killed, the 2,500 and change. How about those wounded? How about those mentally scarred from this? And all of it is betrayed. It's betrayal. And uh, yeah, I guess I, uh, gallows are out of the question, huh? Yeah, I just... Because that's I, what I, I should can't... be uh, the end result of betrayal. But some now, what do we do? They don't even know how many Americans. Is it ten thousand? Is it forty thousand? Is it twenty thousand? Scattered all across the country. You know what? If I had to venture out and I was one of them, I would. Uh, before I ventured out, I'd learn about twenty Russian words. I thought Dostoevsky. What Dostoevsky? You know, I would play that thing and uh, try and get through that way because I'm obviously a white guy. Yeah, you know, and, well, and uh, no, I don't have my uh, paperwork. You know, it was taken, stolen. That's Ruski. You know, well, I learned the word stolen and stuff like that. I play Russian. Yeah. That's how I get out. Well, what are, what are, what are the other issues? Because these guys are what are, savages. They, they can't even show all the pictures of blood gore that's going on already. Right. Well, one of the other issues besides the Afghan um, chaos is the fact that companies like Costco are alerting their customers that there's restrictions on products. And I've been saying this, I said it before, and it has to do with shortages that are basically coming to reality, Okay. Costco today alerted customers that new purchase restrictions on their products as they grapple with keeping specific groceries and house items on the shelves. Get ready. Jeez, I spend for, a couple of hundred dollars a month easy at Costco. Well, the, the, price, the prices are going to go up. There's an inflation because, you know, the Federal Reserve is printing out money left and right like it's never done before. Okay, and and the, one of the things that I mentioned is that uh, in the past is that we depend on China for a lot of these things. Well, China just basically closed down their largest transportation port shipping of containers because there was a huge outbreak of COVID in that city, so they're locked down. So work yeah, right. That's go. That's the- China, right? Yes. So expect expect the prices to go up and expect shortages, especially if you take medication. Eighty percent of our medication is made in China. So those those are things that are 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 basically happening, and everyone who's out there listening to this needs to get on the ball and stay sharp on what's happening now, what's coming, because it's not going to be pretty. So, anyway, uh, our show is sponsored by Doreen Finkel, Doreen Ann, uh, sponsored Students for a Better Future. Please go to the website and donate. Right, Mark? Yes, yes. Uh, our show, uh, uh, Doreen is a uh, heaven person. 
for uh, using her resources for the many things that Students for a Better Future participates in, all of them pro-American, all of them patriotic. None of this leftist, woke crap. You know, maybe I talk like that because I'm an older fella, but listen, you know, I've earned it. I've fought these Marxists on the street in New York City, okay? I've been where the rubber meets the road. I've been surrounded in Obama counter-demonstrations. I've been out there. And these people are just sadistic sociopaths. End of story. I I had a phallus of state troopers had to save me in one situation. They came in like a friggin' phallus because I was surrounded by screaming, evil, angry people that did that a few minutes before that, by the way, were just talking to me calmly. And all of a sudden, it was like someone flicked the switch and they, they, they turned. It, it was like uh, that uh, walking dead all of a sudden. You know, they all changed into that. So, uh, you know, I, I'll talk like this because I've been out there. And you know what? I'll probably be out there again because I'm itching to get my licks in on some of these Antifa bastards. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but I'll tell you something. The uh, what goes around comes around. These individuals will get their, their, their a, a taste of uh, what's coming to them. On another subject, Quinnipiac College in Quinnipiac, New York. No, in, yeah, in, in Connecticut. That. They are basically telling kids that are not getting jabbed, we're cutting, your, cutting off your Internet. Internet, How shameful. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is beyond – this makes freaking communist China look like freaking Disney World. You know, I would send them a letter with just a, a one-word letter, and it would just say, refund. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 I, I'll tell you something. If I was going to college right now, I would definitely drop out. Drop out. Yeah, I what, mean, what happened to all the rebels? What happened to that? You, you know, all, in, in, in a, a generation and a half, it seems we've gone from rebels off the pigs, you know, don't trust the government, to, uh, you know, silence and obedience. What the hell is that about? Unless, of course, they're burning and looting something for some bullshit reason. Right, right, right. But this is this is this is absurd that you know, college students, even if you're freaking going to school online, they'll cut off your internet access to the school because you haven't done the jab. You know, it's 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 um it's unbelievable. And another thing is, if you get fired over the COVID nineteen vaccine mandate, don't assume that you're going to get unemployment. You the, the 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 picture of this is that they want to push the limit. They want to push the limit, and this is basically. Like a tyrant. This is like like when when people say the land of the free, it's not the land of the free anymore. If if you have to show papers to go anywhere, it's not the land of the free. Am I right? Uh, oh two, yeah, five, four, six, I, five, I know. And isn't that horrible? And you you know, as we stand here on the bodies of a, of a million people that died to get us here in battle or what have you. And they sacrifice right. that, and this is where we've come. Bullshit. I, I'm yeah, going to fight yeah, it, everywhere I go. You know, every store, this and that. It's going to be, you know, Falzon's going to be trouble. And guess what? You know, this Maltese bastard. Yes, I can be trouble. Yeah, it's it, it, it's just ridiculous that that they're pushing. And I think again, my my feeling is that they're pushing this because they're getting desperate. They're getting desperate that they're not getting the results that they're getting. And that has led to this basically irrational 
dictatorial actions. You know, it's like it's like the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, Car- uh, um, uh, cousin Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins came out along with um, Beasley, Vic Beasley, a wide receiver, and they said we're not getting the jab. And they said why? Because that's a private choice. That's a private decision. So what? Now they're attacking individuals like them because they did not follow the rules, the protocol. You know, so it's 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 it, it's just gotten out of control, totally out of control. But anyway, two five four six five four. Any comments? Um, my comment is uh, everybody should have a choice if they get the vaccination or not and no one should be uh, prejudiced against it either way. Uh, it's also a distraction to really see what's going on out there right this minute. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Uh, let me see. I think we've got, we've got three minutes. The last, cover, last topic that I want to cover is the uh, situation. I don't know if you got a chance to see what happened in, um, in the cruise ships. You know, uh, Governor DeSantis basically instituted that you cannot, if you want to go on a, uh, on a cruise, that the cruise ships cannot basically demand to have, you know, for people to have, their papers and they went ahead and they basically disregarded it's going to court again but the thing is that people are basically still getting sick and now part as much as i don't like anyone getting sick but the people that are, that are getting on those on those ships are all vaccinated and they're getting sick so what's the excuse at that point anyone The excuse is that most people that are getting the vaccination are highly contagious mm. to each exactly. other and other people. Yep. I agree. Totally agree with that that idea. Uh, and, and, and you see it every day. Uh, 18 more people in in in, in uh, Massachusetts just passed away, uh, and they were fully vaccinated. Seven people in, in the state of Florida. So every day, and and, and and you know the excuse is these are breakthrough cases. They're rare. I've been hearing that thing rare and breakthrough for the past eight months already. They're not rare anymore. This is common, like. Like caller two five four just indicated, it's happening, and it's been happening. But guess who gets blamed for it? Oh, it's the unjab folks that are the ones that are having that issue, which is not true. So, so we got a minute. Uh, we got ninety seconds now, and I think next week. We're looking at another interesting guest. I think Mickey Bell, he just texted me and says he, he, loved, he loved the conversation and he likes to come back. Um, I think it's really great that, that uh, we, on this program, we've had a, a very, very interesting uh, upcoming comedy uh, star. So, but anyway... Things to look out for. Again, prepare yourself for what's coming, uh, which is quite a bit. Mentally, physically, have that those things in your head, and 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 try to basically um, communicate that to your family and friends, because you don't want to be caught off guard. That's the last thing that you want to do, be caught off guard. And uh, to me, 
And to everyone out there, just be careful and make sure that you are aware because things are changing so drastically. All right. God bless America. And everyone out there who, li- who listens, good night. God bless America. And, and we'll see each other next week on Broadcasting Politics with Paul Stone and Cisco on the hour. All right. Have a good one.